D&D After Dark is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously on Dark Was the Night. Tragedy. Depression. Shock. These were the elements that greeted the dynamic inquirers on the morning of October 3rd, whereupon Jules, making her way down into her ward's quarters, found only a catatonic Carl to greet her. Upon inspection and no reaction, she soon heard a knocking at the front door. Lottie Gallagher, the new housemate, opened it to reveal a young Irishman in his early 40s of bold complexion, somewhat tall stature, and a trusting, comforting smile. He identified himself as Dr. Mickey Johansson, the friend and confidant of the recently departed Emma Hardinge Britain. Through his own paranormal expertise, Mickey was able to determine that Carl had come as close as humanly possible to the point of breaking, but he could still come back. Would it be in time for Jules's hearing, though, on October 5th? Well, that was a matter that was beyond determination at this point. More guests soon arrived in the form of the gigantic stature of Major Alex Armstrong, the personal confidant and bodyguard of the head of the Golden Order of the Hermetic Dawn. Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. I'm going to get it right eventually. Alex, Mickey, Jules carted the catatonic Carl back to the new country quarters of the Hermetic Order, whereupon a conversation of minds was able to occur and Carl's imparted onto these wandering souls that the best way to win his new recollection would be to find the Necronomicon. Barely dodging a blackened tendril of ichor and flesh, Jules wrenched Mickey back, saving him from this uncertain fate. They made their way back to 17 Shaftesbury, Armstrong, Jules, and Mickey, in order to comfort and dissuade young Butterfingers from seeking out to find the String King himself. They must find the Necronomicon. They must find Josiah Crane. And this must be done soon. Or it may be Jules' neck at stake. What will happen? Well, tune in to tonight's episode of Dark Was the Night. It's me. I'm so I'm glad that that's the... Fr- I'm so glad that these are the first things that are in the recording. It's me. Um, I'm not going to say Dynamic Inquirers because that is a team of two and one half of them are currently not quite miles and miles and miles away, but certainly miles and miles. Jules, Armstrong, Mickey. You are focusing on your respective tasks. Armstrong, you have started to engage in calisthenics with young uh, Bailey, or as he is colloquially known as Butterfingers. And Jules and Mickey, you have begun poring over the periodicals of Carl's, uh, unfortunately, most recently, completely destroyed library. Mickey, because this is a very vital point, um, I will not have you roll for this. I will simply say that you know that your American friend, Josiah Crane, is unparalleled in his ability to find things. He is also, however, 
completely paranoid. As such, he has a tendency of moving around, never staying in one spot for very long. Josiah Crane is your colleague? He is my, um, yeah, he was a colleague that, um, he's in, he's visiting, right? He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from visiting the American. From, from what? From America. Yeah, so from he's America. he's a member of the Order? Uh, no, he is not. Okay. No. Um, you would have known him from your time at Miskatonic University right. in Massachusetts. Which is where um, Emma Emma taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do know, however, that uh, Josiah Crane would often leave you hints in the classifieds and the periodicals as to how to locate him. So as long Where as you... Whereabouts are Josiah Crane's whereabouts? The word. That's that's not that's what okay. Cool. About Austin Powers earlier. So I will say, to begin with, you send out uh, probably Spiker to get a uh, modern, uh, not a modern, a, a copy of the the London Press, because Butterfingers is currently heaving rivulets of sweat. Uh, drenching his uh, now uh, absolutely stained undershirt, whereas Armstrong doesn't seem to have a speck of sweat on him. Well done. Now it's time for legs. Must <sighs> never ignore legs. What? What? Sir, Come on, sir. for a brisk run. Sir, sir. Armstrong's strides take him uh, down almost the entirety of Shaftesbury Avenue in probably about two minutes flat. Butterfingers is having to full-out sprint just to even keep up. Why don't you go ahead and give me uh, three athletics checks, sir? This is going to be for your workout and determine some later effects. The DC is 15 for each week. Yeah, that's one success. Uh, two successes, one failure. Okay, cool. Um, so that is a overall success, sir. Um, for the first, uh, we're going to call it roll a D8 for me. Six. For the first six physical actions you do that require a roll, you may do so with advantage. Yeah, boy. Because that is what working out is definitely going to achieve you. Until tomorrow when you're sore. I'm just kidding. Armstrong probably doesn't get sore anymore. He's always sore. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my secret. It's swole. But I'm, so. I'm also just... But that's me. He's sore. I'm sore. Hi. Hi, sore. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, Spiker delivers you uh, a copy of the London Press, and she hands it to you, Jules... And she just has this kind of worried expression on her face as uh, you can still hear the hop, 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 going up and down Shaftesbury Avenue. And she kind of leans into you and very quietly goes, they're, um, they're, they're not going to be around a lot, are they? Yeah, I just, I, I have no idea. That's not really comforting. Sorry. Right. I'm gonna... Just remember that you have a roof and food. It's true. I'm gonna go to the shoe sign stand. <laughs> shoe shine stand. Shoe shine? I said shoe sign. I can never say it. Probably probably. A, a sign that looks like a shoe. Outside. Shoe sign. What was the newspaper? It is the... Uh, so it's the London Times. Uh, the... I'm going to get the right word for this because I have studied London periodicals for precisely this reason, and now I'm blanking on it, and it is called Dark Was the Night? No. (laughs) Uh, London's Magazine? No. London 
the London Gazette. Hey. Yep. Um, Mickey, um, you retrieve the classifieds. Mm -hmm. We're not looking for the Essex or Sussex or whichever manuscript. We're looking for the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. That's the one. We're looking for that. Carl said to look for that. Carl's understanding of the relationship between the Sussex manuscript and the Necronomicon is that one is a copy of the other. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't particularly so matter. We just need one of them. Precisely. The only one that you have ever seen in person is the, the, Sussex. the Sussex manuscript. This is fun. Some sus. So, so yeah. So uh, Alex, um, feel free to come up the stairs and uh, leave Butters so he can okay. keep doing on his own. Make sure you stretch well. Now. <laughs> you actually have him uh, strapped up by belt straps uh, up to one of the top banisters with some weights tied around his ankles. He's like, oh, oh, sir, sir. Hang in there for a while. Just not funny, sir. How I gained my strength. My father always gave me a rigorous workout. Alright, so if either of you have a moment to uh, stop doing what you're doing, <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd appreciate to uh, let's look at these, uh, at this newspaper and read all of the classifieds. Thank you, I couldn't remember the word. Classifieds. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was definitely Butterfingers, too. So classifieds! I, uh, this one looks. Josiah leaves uh, leaves messages uh, for me in the classifieds often, and it's the best way we're gonna find him. Did I dive through a window on the twenty sixth? <laughs> what what Jules? No, actually, and it. <coughs> so Jules. What's that mean? So Jules, Jules, what did you read? I read. So whoever dove through my window on the 26th, you owe me seven shillings for the replaced glass. I will continue to wait and watch. Mm, I see one here that says new horse needed, well trained, knows to avoid trains and trolleys. Offers to Mr. Killian in shortage. This one says, Jack Williams, you're a crook, a fiend, and the finest man I've ever known. <laughs> Let's get a drink at the pub. Then maybe head to the inn for song and dance. Oh. <laughs> Did Jules get a little flush there for a moment? <laughs> I was going to be a little, that's a little bold for the newspaper in the time. This one says, just in case you were wondering, I was cheating on you, Simon. In the gardens, in the wood, and in your mother's bed. I'll send for my things. <laughs> Justin Abernaki calls for fitting young lads to make their way to Sawbones on Rose Lane in Whitechapel for fame and labor. This one says, Lonely heart seeking a rotund woman to warm his life. And I'll be at the lusty bishop with a carnation every night for the next month. This one says, Just sold. Those asking about the house on Azure Lane in Kent Town need no longer bother. Ah, flatmate needed. Must cook. Clean. No children. Send inquiries to Zachariah Con... Roy and Bellevue. I, I cook and clean. <laughs> looking to find a fact. This one, however, I think might be what we're looking for. To my Irish stargazer, Mark notice of billets bearing my first... Is that supposed to be bullets? Billets. Billets, okay. Uh, bearing my first names first. 
The first is the lie. The second is the truth. Yes, that's well, we haven't read classified yet. Yes, well... Wait, wait, wait. Perhaps for, uh, just to make sure we should read the other, the other ones here. At the same time, shall we? <laughs> yes, both at the same time. Hugo, I've not had seen her. My beloved Celeste has been missing for four days now. Please, she is only seven. She is my world. No! Stupid string king! Alright, so I uh, suspect that you may be right about this to my Irish stargazer. Mark notice of billets bearing my first names. My first names first. I think that must mean the first letter of his name, right? My first name it is. It does have an apostrophe. It, right. it does have an apostrophe, so it is so it means my first names billet first. The first is the lie, the second the truth. Billets. In case the DM was wildly off with the definition of this word, uh, billets could also mean like bullet points, which would be applicable to classified ads. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not wrong. It's in right. So, so, so we're to looking back through the classified ads. What's what's his name? Josiah. Josiah. Ah. Just in case you were wondering. Justin Abernathy. Just, just sold. Josiah. All right, bearing my first name's first letter. The first is the lie, the second, the truth. There's three. There's three. Oh, one of them's a red hair. There's Jack Williams. Josiah. This one says, for fitting young lads to make their way to Sawbones on Rose Lane and White Chapel for fame and labor. First names first. The first is the lie, the second the truth. Just in case you were wondering, I was cheating on you, Simon. In the gardens, in the woods. You know, ah, ah, the first is the lie, the gardens weren't cheating in the gardens. The second is the truth. In the woods. No, no. Wait. That's in the gardens in the wood. Yes. Your mother's bed. Where does your mother live? <laughs> so close. <laughs> it's in the woods. Uh, uh, your mother lives these, in the woods. Do all of these have lists? Because do, do they all list yes. two things? So it says uh, for four days. Now, uh, please, someone has. See my beloved Celeste missing for four days now, please. She's only seven. Does that begin one? with a J? No. no. Jack no. Williams, you're a crook, a fiend, and the finest man I've ever known. Let's get a drink at the pub. And then head to the inn. Your mother's bed at the inn. <laughs> and this one looks... Fitting. Make their way to the sawbones on Rose Lane and Whitechapel for fame and labor. So we must labor in your mother's bed at the inn. <laughs> Just sold. That starts with a J. Those asking about the house on Azure Lane. Wisdom and intelligence. Dump stats. <laughs> and yet. And yet. <laughs> so it's in Kent Town. 
We're in Kent Town and in the woods. Seven. It's an inn in Kent Town. The seventh inn in Kent Town near the woods. Just the one that White talks Temple? about Celine. Who's Celine? No, you're right. It doesn't have a J. All right, throw out anything that doesn't have a J. My Irish stargazer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seeking employment. This one says uh, Whitechapel is the second thing. Read that in its entirety. Read the whole thing. Justin Abernathy. Uh, Abernathy. Yeah, calls for fitting young lads to make their way to the Sawbones on Rose Lane in Whitechapel for fame and labor. To the Sawbones. That's a lie. Where? Whitechapel. On Rose Lane. In Whitechapel. Ah, the the Garden Rose. I would say that doesn't exactly fit with the formula, but alright. So, it's the Rose, maybe the the Rose in, in Kent. Uh, I want you, I want all three of you to give me a history check at this point in time. Okay. Uh, I will say with how far you've come, you may do so with advantage. 17. 17, 15. Uh, I don't know if this... Come on, Mickey. Uh, Joshua's barnacles. What's the... Uh, what, what, what is History's what? intelligence. But I'm you might, intelligence. You might have proficiency. Kent, Rose, so zero. That is a 15. A 15? I win. You do win. Oh, wait. That's a... Kent, Yeah, it's a 15. So, you are all extraordinarily close. And you do find out. So, Kent Town is correct. Ah, ah yes. Um, Sawbones. Sawbones is the lie. Is the, is the lie. Rose of Rose Lane. Uh, then it's the Jack Williams. Oh, the garden so the Rose Wood. The Rosewood in, in, in Kent Town. We got to Rosie. What? Where did Mother's Bed come in? That was uh, right here. that was that was Armstrong Says being Armstrong. The gardens in the woods. The and gar- in your mother's bed. Oh. <laughs> the gardens. I, I didn't even look at the. And you'll, and you'll see that wood was capitalized. Yes. The I wasn't even looking at the restaurant because you said that. I yeah. Didn't think now, I know you got fixated on Mother's Bed, yes. The problem was there wasn't a comma after Guardians. Like, so because the DC well, for that history check was a 15, as one, you all kind of turn towards the big map and immediately zero in on Kent Town, where you know you must try to find travel by map. the Rosewood Inn. Guys, I'm so impressed that you picked up that puzzle that you quickly. Mean it was really <laughs> Armstrong. Oh, yes. I... Put it all together. That made me so happy for you guys to read that. Um, did, you, did y'all like the little Easter eggs of the ones that... Yes. <laughs> Frankly, I didn't... Broke through my window on the 26th. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. That gave me such a... That gave me such a thrill to watch all your minds at work there. Oh, wait. So is, is it Rosewood? The Rosewood Inn. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we'll say that that whole endeavor took, between the workout and getting the paper and doing all that, we'll say that that took no more than half hour to 45 minutes. Y'all are a pretty quick lot. 
uh, once you especially get the once you finally got the paper. So with that in mind, Armstrong, you what are you looking at? I was like, why do I have this uh, disadvantage on these things? Hey, what are you looking at? What are you, what are you looking at? Uh, as you begin to guide them out towards, once again, the uh, special carriage that has been specially made for you, a uh, very kind gift from your benefactor, um, you know that to get to Kentown is going to probably take you the better part of two and a half hours or so. It is technically not even in the immediacy of London. It is more along just upon the outskirts of it. It is a, a small little hamlet that is... Uh, <laughs> uh, that, How uh, does our cousin? A little less than kin and... Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to bother. Uh, the Shakespeare killer was earlier. Um, and uh, it, it hugs the Bishop's Woods as well as the then the, the greater expanse that leads into England as a whole. So, y'all have some time to kill. What are you putting at me for? Bishop's Woods. Oh, yes. Um, is there anything that you guys would like to try and accomplish or discuss whilst on this little jaunty trip? And actually, you might be able to shave that time down. Go ahead and give me a survival Wait, or are, nature are check. Are we going with the, our driver or is he gone now? Uh, well, technically, this I, is the I, special I, carriage that is I being driven by oh, large horses, Armstrong, because he's too big for That's right. the normal. That's a nine. It's a nine? Okay, so it's going to take you two and a half hours. Yes. And Butterfingers with us? Uh, Butterfingers, we'll see how he's doing. Constitution saving throw, he has a plus two. DC is going to be uh, 14 because it's his first time having to do a really hard workout like this. Oh, boy. Hey, 18. Okay, so technically there is space for him on this it's in this carriage. Yes. Yes. I mean, we, you know, we recruited him to be part of this. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Great. All right, so he will hop in the carriage as well. He's like, never been in front of one of these before. I mean, except for that one time I got pinched by the yard, but that's... Listen, listen to me, fingers. You're going to have to be aware that... Uh, all of you actually should be aware that uh, Josiah tends to be. I'd say that he runs on the. Um, I don't want to say temperamental, uh, and I don't want to say paranoid, but somewhere sort of right between. And uh, so I, I would uh, encourage you all to please uh, be chill. <laughs> be. Chill. You mean cold? I mean, act as if how you would uh, if you had had a long day in the cold. You'd just act very uh, relaxed. Right. A long day in the cold? Right. I've done that quite often. You know, you're a little scary. Why, thank you, young lad. <laughs> I've worked very hard to grow this persona. Oh, oh, I think I can be as big as him. Yeah. Yeah? Keep yeah. hanging from the banisters with weights around your ankles and soon, my boy, you shall tower over all those you see. Butterfingers uh, gets a little bit of a cocksure expression on his face and he just kind of starts like testing 
his biceps against his own uh, cotton tunic, and you know because it's a size couple so, couple sizes too small, it, it does bulge a bit, but it's not to the point of tearing through. Oh boy, they're not gonna like you when you're angry. Uh, so um, you begin your riding through. Uh, actually, though, before that, before you get into the carriage to leave Seventeen Chaffsbury, I want. Jules in particular, to give me a perception check. Twenty. Beautiful, Jules. Absolutely beautiful. Oh no! I don't like the look on your face at all. Jules, as you are, the carriage door is opened for you by Armstrong, and as you are pulling yourself up into it, you kind of do a brief smelling the air for a brief second you it's weird to not have carl's terrible aftershave incinerating your senses at all times as such you can breathe freely and one of the first things you're smelling is the heavy body odor from butterfingers as he has been sweating <laughs> through his clothes and as you lean back, just go, okay, kind of get some fresh air before you have to subject yourself to that for a couple hours, your nose catches something else. A very familiar scent that kind of rises the hairs on the back of your neck. Not that there's anything traumatic associated with the smell, more just fear and discomfort. And as you kind of look down... Shaftesbury Avenue, you see another carriage further down with the window completely open and leaning out of the window, just smiling at you. Baroness Adamabot. Oh, okay. She sees that you see her and just gives you a little wave. Just sort of like do a little, you know, head nod. Um... And then, as my face turns so that she can't see my face, I'm just gonna kind of do like a. Oh! <laughs> we beat up our guy and killed some of her horses, breaking out of her house. Oh! <laughs> Are you saying this so audibly too? Nope, that is just <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um. I want you to know as little of my misdeeds and Major Armstrong as although true. he probably knows my overall offense, but you don't. Exactly. Oh, well, you did tell him. Well, no, you didn't tell him the specifics. I told him I'm on parole. I didn't exactly. Tell him why. You did, exactly, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't tell anybody why. Yeah. Jules, uh, just in the. I love the face for flavor. Can you give me either a deception check or a performance check, real quick? Sure. Completely your choice. Oh, we're definitely doing deception. Love it. Snappies. Because that would be a 29. 29. Well, gentlemen, you're more than welcome to roll insight if you like, but uh, I'll roll I don't. I don't think. I probably do with short of a natty twenty. No. 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 Okay. Cool. Even with a. Uh, yeah. How about Butterfingers? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and he would probably be with disadvantage. He's, He's like. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm ripe. <laughs> so you get into the cart, uh, and luckily. Uh, Armstrong, you always keep a map of London right in the undercarriage of your cabby because you know what is necessary. Did you get it? Good, Jerry. Good for you. Um, the boom 
for all the listeners was a mosquito. <laughs> I killed it with my hand. Because you're a rogue. I, that's exactly why. Yeah, you're, you're uncanny grab. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the attacks. Uncanny yeah, dodge. Yeah, is a, so that's uncanny a, grab. Yeah, it's actually just a cantrip. <laughs> Arcane trickster, I suppose. Anywho, um, so that being said, uh, now as you begin your carriage journey, is there anything else that uh, y'all would like to try and accomplish? So after we're going ways, I'm gonna look back there and see if she's following us. She is. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go up to Armstrong and I'm gonna see, say, um, we have a tail. Evasive no, universe. No, we should try to be. Well, I mean, we should try to be subtle. I think. I don't want her to know that we're actively trying to lose her, but I would like to lose her. My training in evasive maneuvers is proficient and profound. Can I hear this? I'm not trying to hide it. Yeah, you can hear it. Okay. Uh, what's going on? We're being followed. Who are we being followed by? That person behind us. Haste! <laughs> 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 I love you so much. Well, I guess uh, inadvertently we're going to start entering a slight skills check. Oh no, I'm going to end up killing more horses. <laughs> I don't want to kill horses. I know, what's your tally up to? Uh, well, I don't know how many did I kill in that last escape. Uh, I think only two, so you're up so to three. three. <laughs> up to three horses. Uh, Better the horse than you. Let's go. <laughs> Jules likes the horses. Yep. Um, her long braid resembles a horse's tail. <laughs> you know, that, her face that, resembles a horse's face, crazy. and that is just true. <laughs> Jules is actually just a horse. Jules, <laughs> her deception and disguise <laughs> skills are so high. She's just been a horse this entire time. Horse. Poor coincidence, I think not. She just has laryngitis. She's horse. <laughs> it's from all the cigarettes and the and the men. Alright, let's get back to the main point. Oh my gosh, why did I open this door? Um, okay. Because you were raised in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I love you, but I hate you. Hey! So, Stop! <laughs> you know, you should just put yourself in our shoes. Horse shoes. I, I got it. We need to get back to We need to get back to the battle. We need to get back to the So, skills check, yes. Um, I think for the purposes of this, uh, we might just go round robin, if that's Nay. all right. Um, so, Soar, go ahead and roll me a d4. Joe, go ahead and roll me a d6. All right, I can do that. Three. Three? Okay, so you need three successes. Three. Yeah, that's five. The four or five failures. Hey, that's great. That's easy enough. Sweet. Okay, so as you start uh, making your way uh, past... um, I have my map. Past Shaftesbury Avenue, uh, coming upon Fenchurch Street, Fenchurch Street, a uh, little shudder of memory there, as you do remember that that is where um, Simon and Matilda Dansbury once... Shudder, uh, shudder, shudder. Perfect. Love that. Thank you. Um, you start to slowly just kind of pick up speed just a little bit, just to see if they're truly going to try and match. And sure enough, about 50 feet behind, you do just start hearing a little... Here! Can I 
I was going to round robin it. Would you like to round robin or roll for initiates? I was wondering if we could round robin starting with me. <laughs> I think I will start with the gentleman who's driving the cart, if that's all right with you. I just have a good idea. Perfect. Hold on I to that good idea. Maybe it's a bad idea. Hold on to that good idea. No matter what he rolls, you're going to have a turn. I promise you. I know. I'm just... <laughs> okay. Armstrong. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, my bud? Well, um... What I'd like to... So how busy is the street? Uh, it is uh, coming in on 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's definitely not rush hour. Not that that exists here. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still quite populous. Especially as you're in one of the nicer aspects of London. Um, it's not quite, you know, Westminster. But it's, it's, it's middling quality. So you have plenty of foot traffic and quite a few number of uh, carriages as well. Okay. Um, I would like to... Um, try to time uh, an intersection that uh, I I mm-hmm. try I try to I try to do one of those like gun it between two carriages that are that are going to come. So okay. That, so it holds up so that the people behind have to wait a little bit longer and get delayed. I like it. I like it. So uh, you're you're coming up on the on the four way intersection that intersects uh, Fenchurch. With Shaftesbury and uh, Mad- not Madison Square, but um, Midtown Square. Um, go ahead and an acceleration, sun acceleration. I'm going to give you a couple options here, okay? Um, you can either give me an animal handling check, obviously, um, or you could give me what would timing be? Some sort of dexterity for timing? Like, what would that be? Maybe. I mean, what 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 are you for timing? Because I'm trying to like. Paste it just right that we get in there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of maybe persua- persuasion because you're it's the horses. The horses acrobatics, yeah. But you're steering the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say persuasion, right? Because you're trying to persuade the horses to. So that's what animal handling would be, because that's oh, okay. yeah. persuasion for animals is animal handling. But I like your thought process. Yeah. So yeah, I like I like that. You can either go ahead Sweet. and give me a uh, animal handling check, um, or you can give me a uh, acrobatics check. Um, and it's the horses acrobatics, which is a uh, plus three, I believe. And there's two of them, so we're gonna average it, and we're just gonna call it like a five, plus five. I would rather do the plus five. I'm not very good with animals. Okay. Oh. Uh, nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. That's an eight. That's an eight. Yep. It's a good thing I rolled a one for the DC then. Oh my gosh. Nice. Wow. Holy cats. Not great for did, me, did but that, did that well? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Okay, so you do give it a brief tilt, um, and uh, what are your two horses' names? Um, Tawny and Dappled. Tawny and Dappled? Uh, yeah. I like it. Tawny and Dappled, uh, rear head. <laughs> and you do hear a kind of, oh, you piece of, as the two uh, carriages barely uh, miss colliding with you. Um, you do hear faint, uh, uh, accented, uh, yelling behind. That is one success out of three. Jules. Okay. Um, what kind of carriage are we in? Is it closed? Um, it is, it is, it's not fully enclosed, but it is the kind that has, like, the, the doors, and then the front of the carriage, where the cabbie would sit, is much more open and kind of arched, so that way he can easily maneuver into the body of the carriage. So think normal carriage. Until you get to the front where the cabbie sits. So from behind, it's like closed. Yeah, there's a little tiny like uh, window. Exactly. Okay. So what I would like to do is I'm gonna take off my jacket. Okay. 
and um, timing for disrobing. Now, are, are they now following us again? Have, has, they're they're they, further behind, but yes. I, I but are they down. past the intersection now? Not quite yet. Can I open that back window? Um, are your windows openable? Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to open that window, and I'm going to um, kind of like have my duster hang out of it a little bit. Okay. I'm going to let that happen for a little bit. Then I'm going to wait until I'm going to look for a carriage that has a similar back for ours. Okay. And then I'm going to tell Armstrong to come up alongside it. Okay. And then we're going to follow that course until that carriage starts to turn, and I'm going to say you need to turn with it. I like this. Does this make sense? I've so then so far. when we're turning, so mm-hmm. when we would be out of sight, I'm going to switch my jacket. Over to the other one. Over to the other one. I like it. So uh, the first thing to the first thing I'm going to roll is uh, basically a, uh, a percentage on the d20 to see if there are carriages that were similar enough. Because one thing that you have to keep in mind is that this is a custom-made carriage. Sure. Yeah. But from behind. But from behind. Exactly. So we're going to see if there's one uh, of like coloration that's even in the area for starters. Okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check or investigation. And this is not the check itself, obviously. This is... 24. 24? Beautiful. Um, there is, in fact... Uh, two different carriages that have similar width. They are slightly more of a charcoal gray than a jet black, but uh, your, distu- your duster might be distinctive enough to overcome this. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to instruct Armstrong to get up kind of alongside one of those. Not uncomfortable or, mm-hmm. or anything. And as we go, I'm just going to try to put my jacket Okay. So, let's see. This is definitely going to be a bit of a dex check. Well, I mean, I guess my idea was this was deception. This is going to be sleight of hand is what this is going to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a combination of the... Yeah. Okay. 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 So this is going to be 24. That is another success. I rolled an 18. So, um... <laughs> so as you kind of go... Oh, Goodbye. As you hook your duster onto another opposing carriage, um, you're uh, following as it kind of uh, takes a, banks a left turn going up a different road. And we're going to be like... Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, just to see how quickly you can react to now pulling away from this carriage, um, go ahead and give me a quick uh, reaction. So this would be a... We're just going to call it a straight dex check. It doesn't count towards the overall successes or failures, so I'm just... Curious as to how far you can separate yourself. That's a 10? Okay. Not bad. Not good, but not bad. So you're kind of more like 10 feet away from that other carriage now, trying to pull out in front of it. We are now two successes, zero failures. Uh, you're still both along the same road. There's not really any alleys to <coughs> duck into quite yet. No no way to deviate from the other carriage quite yet. Take us home. They can still see the carriage? They can still see the carriage, but now there's a very reasonable chance that the... No, no, I mean they can see the other carriage. Yes, they can, okay, still, they can so, see the other carriage. So, did you say that the back can be opened? The back can be opened. Okay, so I'm going to... What would be... If I cast a spell, is that Arcana? That would be Arcana. Okay, so we're going to do an Arcana. We're going to cast... Um, we're going to cast um, Minor Illusion. And yes, it's yes, going to look like... 
the back window is going to open and Jules is going to be peeking out in the other character. Yes! Okay, this is fantastic. So, um, let's start with uh, this before you even... Uh, no, give me the roll first because I wanted to see. I want if this fails, I don't want it to have a cool. That is a sixteen plus four, 20, a dirty twenty. Well, uh, that was a DC thirteen, um, so you succeeded. Right. Um, now then, this is awesome. So that's an overall success, guys. You've uh, you are definitely guys, succeeding in. No horses died. No horses died. I was, you know what's funny? I was going to cast a minor illusion of something that would terrify the horses and make them like the horses. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's the then, easiest but, thing you do in a chase like this. I know. Like, take out the horse. Out the I horse. know, well, but then I was like, no, I'm not going to kill any of the horses. Thank you, I appreciate that. Mickey Johansson. So good. You, the only eldritch ability that you've demonstrated that you demonstrated in front of Jules Walker at this point in time was the mental connection that you had established with Carl Patrick, right. which, as you had explained earlier, was almost like the uh, sound waves just kind of thrumming off of you, uh, leaving a slight distortion in the air. How does this spell manifest itself? So, actually, I don't know that they would notice it. He okay. just sort of force waves. It just does a little sort of, like move of the hand. Excellent. Why don't you give me a sleight of hand check? Not determining, obviously. You guys have succeeded, hands down. Uh, 18. 18? Okay, Jules, what's your passive? My passive perception? Yes. Oh, it's 15. That's not bad, That's actually. That's not bad at all. still not. Okay, gotcha. We're going to say that you were focused on getting the hook on. Yeah, got, got um, that being said, give me a perception not for that, but give me a perception to see if you see fake Jules. What haven't I seen at this point? I straight up fought with myself. It's true. Uh, it's a natural 20. Hey! Whoa. Natural 20. Um, this so, is interesting. It's very interesting. So as you are just kind of very slowly slinking your arms back in through the window, um, Mickey being behind you, as you are pulling back into the carriage, all of a sudden you see the back window of the other carriage. Was there even a back window in that carriage? You don't quite recall. You were you were hanging on something, but you weren't sure if it was a window or not. But all of a sudden, the window is opening, and you see a perfect replica of yourself. Well, uh, I'm gonna look over at Mickey. Did, did you? Butterfingers is gonna stick his head out the door just a tiny bit. It looks like they're taking the bait. Keep your head inside. I don't think. I don't think there's another version of me again. Now. Was that something you did? Well. You definitely look just like me. I, uh. I definitely may have had something to do with it. Alright, so you have, like. I think you're using the elephant. <laughs> so, so you have strange abilities then well, I'm not, I'm not, I, I can't say I'm surprised not that they exist it just I'm 
I'm surprised by how many people around me seems to be able to have them suddenly. Well, you... Was it been two weeks? You saw that I was able to connect with... Carl. Carl. A little um, bit different than making a whole replica of myself over there. Right, but I actually didn't make a replica well, of that? you. I just made your brain and their brains see a replica of you. That phraseology was not great, but now I'm with you. I thought you said you made my brain, which... Never mind. Your mother made your brain. Yeah. Um, Butterfingers is now just kind of looking awkwardly between the two of you, and you see him just kind of slowly reach up to Armstrong's jacket, and it's just kind of pulling on it a little bit. Yes. I think I'd like to sit up there with you, please. Yes, come on, come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, a big meaty hand comes down, grabs him by the scruff, and I think I love their relationship more than anything. <laughs> Let's go, Mar- right. uh, Marlon Brand. I mean, uh, uh, Butterfingers and Armstrong. Armstrong, Marlon Brando. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mar- more I'll like take under more my like wing. Marlon Brando. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Marlon Brando. Uh, as you all just kind of perceive cautiously through the uh, door windows, and Armstrong, you put on your constable helmet just to kind of make sure the light's not shining off of your giant bald head. Um, you do see the uh, pristine kind of azure-colored uh, carriage of Adamabot veer off after that other carriage. Ugh. I should have brought my other jacket. And I didn't. Are you cold? Young lady, if you require a cover, no, allow me no. to... Keep your hands on the reins! Ah, yes! <laughs> but it might get chilly as October, so it's fine. Um... But I always dress in layers, so you can use my overcoat. I mean, she's, you know, she's also wearing layers, but she feels a little bit more exposed. Layers are important. Right. Um, like onions. So, well, that's handy. It's handy that you can do things like that. That's good. We definitely did not want her tailing along with us where we're going finding out what we're seeking. Who is that? Yes, I too would like to know who it is that we've evaded. I personally don't care, but I think I'm pretty much in it, so I'm just going to be quiet. That's a good lad. Um, so that was the Baroness Adama Bhatt. She's from India, and she also has abilities. She's very powerful. Watch list. And she um, had stolen the Sussex manuscript from Father Monaghan. But I think someone has stolen it from her. So obviously, since we're going to seek it, you know, the, the text. Um, the Necronomicon. That's the one. We wouldn't want her tailing along. Not at all. Adama Bart is on the watch list of the. Mickey, why don't you go ahead and give me a quick uh, history check as well? She and Patrick and I are not. No, that's a not one. Cool. She and Carl Patrick and I are not enemies necessarily, although she has tried to kill us and has imprisoned us. But we have sort of a 
strange understanding that can be broken at any moment. So I don't know why I even brought it up. She's she's bad bad news. Yes, that doesn't sound like much of an agreement. No, it's not. Um. That was just a beautiful skill check, guys. I, I'm still just I'm, I'm in awe of that teamwork there. That was that was that was beautiful ideas all That's the way. Nice around. one, two, three. Yeah. Um, Glad they all succeeded. Yeah, that was nice. It is not yet. The sun is not yet set, but it is beginning to climb into the horizon. And we will take a quick pause while we take a tinkle. <laughs> And once again, I'm so glad that, that was the first thing the recording picked up. <laughs> and we're back. You did announce when you were going to start recording. I could. I could. He wants to I could. He, want, he just wants the podcast to start out with a big old bag of double Ds. Exactly. Batteries, batteries. Double Ds. Yeah, no, we're talking about batteries. Excellent. Um, <laughs> we weren't talking about batteries. Right, so... Um, as I was saying, the sun is not yet set, but it is starting to cl- climb into the uh, southwestern hemisphere as you uh, roll into the hamlet of Kenttown. What? <laughs> just that you've South decided the, the sun is now The sun setting. is now over <laughs> South America. <laughs> the sun is... Je- the, the, the I'm so Earth. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is now setting in a And then the place. tree that you are walking by breaks and it falls off the carriage and everyone is dead. <laughs> this is really funny. This is the southwestern hemisphere. <laughs> I missed it. I was writing It's okay. I'm an idiot is the bottom line. that the sun has moved in relation to the earth or something. Okay. You know what? Copernicus got it wrong, okay? That's just as simple as that. You know what? The, I am science, the, the science of this time is a little bit behind, so... I don't think in 1899 it was quite a bad It's an unreliable <laughs> narrator. <laughs> this was like their flat Earth society. Yeah. The uh, Earth center of the universe society. Anywho, <clears throat> as you roll into Kenttown, um, first thing you start to notice is that the buildings aren't nearly as packed together here. They are a little bit more uh, spread out, and not only are they not the uh, regal brick and cobbled stone, but instead they appear to be more of the lines of, uh, not as pitiful as thatch huts, but they are uh, clay. They are um, cement that has been uh, laid and uh, formed to make these, uh, not dome-shaped buildings, but just things that the wind would pass over and around. Um, this Kenttown is slightly more elevated than the rest of London, and as such, uh, is prone geodesic to... Geodesic shapes or something. Exactly, exactly. Um, as Kenttown is not that large, it shouldn't take you too long, but we'll see how well you're able to shape off this, uh, time period. Why don't you all go ahead and give me a survival check? <laughs> yes. To go ahead and, uh, determine... The 21. That's a team. That's great. 21. Dang, guys, that's beautiful. I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna... I'm not gonna... I'm not even gonna bother with the average. That definitely... That definitely exceeds... It's above the average. Most definitely. Um... Oh, except Butterfingers might be a rock. No, I'm no, joking. I'm not gonna... No, actually, Butterfingers... It's pronounced Iraq. Butterfingers does, uh, pass out a little bit along the way there. <laughs> um... He just starts... This is very intense music for this. I'm going to go ahead and just switch it up a little bit. Not that. That's probably one of the ones I dropped when I was coming in. And... I like that. Perfect. Uh, Sorby, just so you know, I can control the volume I here. just full volume. Nope. 
Um, it doesn't take you very long at all. In fact, it is on the main thoroughfare. Uh, it is one of the only three-story buildings that are in Kent Town. And as you see, the wooden cutout is simply that of a distended rose with a uh, petal seemingly about to fall off. Um, carved in a rectangle coming off of this rose is the Rosewood Inn. You pull the carriage up alongside, and uh, one thing it does become readily apparent, beautiful, is that there are a lot of donkeys and singled horses uh, tied up in front of this inn as well. A couple other carriages seem to be parked off to the side. Think small town only bar that's still open at this point in time. Uh, or public house, what I should say. At this point in time, it's uh, two and a half from four o'clock, so it's about 6.30 or so. Oh, so it's early, yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, you open the door. Uh, the wind chill here is quite intense. For even early October, it's it's quite biting. You're definitely feeling that uh, chill now. <laughs> you grossly think about your poor duster as it is probably never going to be seen again. Allow me. Take off my jacket and I put on which no, dwarfs you. really all right. Like, it's weighted. It it's weighted. <laughs> I will give it back. I, that's, that's quite all right. We're literally going inside if just a moment. If you catch your cold, I shall never uh, forgive I... myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you enter, why don't everyone just go ahead and just give me a general insight. General insight. Butterfingers agrees to watch the horses. Oh, that's a nat 20 plus 6. Oh, Mickey. Nice. I'm oh, too cold. I'm oh, Mickey, cold. you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Mickey. Hey. Mickey. Hey. Um, Jules, as you say, uh, I say, no, I'm fine. A big gust of wind comes right through, and it just passes right directly through you. Um... Armstrong, you are so focused on the now chattering teeth of Jules Walker uh, that you fail to kind of give the sixes to the room, really. You don't give it your normal uh, stalwart looks. Mickey, as you go in, you see that there's probably about 20 people on this first floor. Second floor is almost as rowdy as the first and on the third is where the rooms must be situated. So I, there's sort of like an open area where I can see up into the balcony. Correct, area, exactly. Yeah, but the there. second floor is less of a full floor and more of like a half balcony. Right. Um, not only that, but with a natural 20, the crowd here is rather rough. These are very clearly sheep herders, uh, sow farmers, uh, dairy milkers. <laughs> Shirters and Dilkers. Shirters and Dilkers. Um, and with a natural 20 inside, it also doesn't take you very long to find the only person in here that has a book open is sitting next to the fireplace, alone at a table. As you approach table under Mickey's guidance... Yay, the fire. Exactly. The fire is very, very nice. You see a young man, probably in about his early 30s, He's not particularly tall, probably no more than about 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, and he's wearing this very tightly cinched, um, kind of a uh, midnight blue uh, dinner jacket, uh, a 
ostentatious checkered red vest beneath it and a black ruffled shirt that is uh, has a very uh, fancy uh, cravat um, tied in place uh, where the kerchief would normally be. He has these half-moon spectacles that sit at the end of his rather long, um, curved nose. And although he is in his early 30s, he does have a receding hairline and a very visible widow's peak that has been slicked back. No gray in it yet, but it, its auburn color is uh, stark amidst the uh, cropped hairs that uh, belongs to the more rough crowd in this in this establishment. A uh, pair of black riding gloves is draped across the table directly in front of him, and the book that he is reading it seems to be this not thick tone, but well-worn, and uh, blazoned across the front is uh, a series of hieroglyphics, a series of Sanskrit chap- uh, characters, and then uh, another um, series of what would probably be um, some sort of runic Asian calligraphy was what I was going to say. But um, and uh, it says um, iconog- iconography of the world, and uh, he's fully in it. And you do see him whip out uh, a uh, sharpened piece of graphite, and you see him scribbling directly into the pages itself. He is fully enwrapped in his book. Is that, is that the guy? Uh, do, is this, is this... Josiah Crane. Josiah. Yes, that's Josiah. He's, um... Well, let's not, uh, try to make a scene by having all three of us suddenly crowd over there, so... Yes, I... I'm gonna sit in that table. It's, is there, like, a spot at a, at a table, like nearby so that I can eavesdrop but is not. It, is there a bar? There is a bar. Um, what I suggest actually just the three of you going over to the bar. It's just two of us. But for yourself, oh, but for me. Okay. Um, I suggest the two of you go to the bar. I will say hi and I will point you both out and have you come over. Alright. I think if he gets any feeling that he's being watched without his knowledge, he's going to be very upset. Um, what, uh, are there a lot of, uh, gentlemen at the bar? Tons. okay. Very, very few ladies. Uh, you see that one of the women who are, who is here is behind the bar. Um, yep, and then you see that, uh, there's a couple other cleaning, uh, cleaning wenches and serving, serving maidens. Uh, there appears to be only about three female patrons amidst the 20-some-odd patrons in here. Jules is feeling a little bit more exposed without her jacket mm-hmm. to cover, give her cover, um, so she doesn't let me go. But then she looks at Armstrong, she's like, oh, I'll probably be okay. So, um, <laughs> Armstrong, you are the tallest person in this bar. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so I'll head he on grunts, try, probably. To, try to look for a big enough like space. Us Great. To go in. Um, it looks like there's. Yeah. It looks like there's three available spaces that meet your criteria. One is that there is a kind of a, a window at the bar that would be of you about maybe uh, two seats of wiggle room on either side. Um, one is a standing table that uh, is not really. It's deeper into the throngs of people, but uh, uh, far enough in the corner that people are avoiding it. And then one is a table that's probably no more than two tables away from where Josiah Crane is seated, seated next to the fireplace. Okay. Um. So, Jules is a little on edge in this atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, especially given the parameters that you just set, so you can use that as you will. Okay. I will keep that in mind. Um, so, which area are you choosing? Um, 
the last one. Okay, so the one that's fairly close to Josiah Crane, but still yeah. separated enough. I like that it. That way we don't have to travel far. My good man, might I have a pint of... There's a woman behind the bar. Oh, forgive me, madam. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I give from time to time. Madam, might I have a pint of strong stock bitter or the superior bitter ale? You look like you can handle it. Sure, why not? Uh, thank you. And for my companion, what will you be drinking? Gosh, I don't remember what Jules' preferred. I... You've done ale, but you you've done you you can you like wine, but you don't know how to appreciate it. So sometimes you feel awkward about it. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah. I'll just have an ale. Okay. Single stout. <sighs> That'll be six pence, love. Love. Oh, thanks. Um, give me a quick dexterity saving throw, Armstrong, as you have your beverages in hand. Subtracting the monies. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the money. It's, it's, it's in the money. Right, I have to do a dex- dexterity saving throw. Okay, I have advantage on this because I did exercise today. Excellent. <laughs> As you uh, turn with your glasses, uh, there is a brief moment of <coughs> and uh, your one of your bitters and Jules's drink is still intact, but your other, because you have been gripping like two glasses with one hand, because um, the barmaiden had given you Mm-hmm. Both the beverages that you'd asked for, as well as Jules. Uh, the one that you'd been holding on with just your super swole pinky um, tips <laughs> right over and spills all onto this uh, completely bald, uh, kind of thick-jawed, shorter than you, but uh, probably only probably about six foot three. Um, you can tell that he's a field hand. Uh, he's all upper body, next to no legs. Uh, and as... His, as the stout just kind of drenches over his overalls <coughs> and his uh, dark brown shirt, he looks at it, he looks up at you, he looks further up <laughs> at you. Do forgive me, my good man. I did not see you there. Perhaps I could refill your glass. Give me a charisma check with advantage, sir. Oh, just charisma? Yep. 17. So, 17, yeah. Um... He looks at you, he sees his jaw and teeth clench for a moment, and he goes, Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds good. Um, I like whiskey, though. Fair enough. Uh, a whiskey for him, I shall pay for it. I think I'd like the bottle. Well, that seems a bit much for a spilled drink. Sir, you can give me either persuasion or intimidation. Jules is just kind of like hand over mouth. Like, how is this going to play out? He's like, what does this bald guy think he's going to accomplish here? (laughs) He feels, uh, your passive insight would tell you that he's fairly inebriated. 
Um, so what are you going for? I'm going to do, what was it? Intimidation, intimidation or persuasion? Um, let's see. Uh, definitely an intimidation. Okay. Okay, so that is a... Uh, only an 11. He kind of just looks up at you for a brief moment longer and he goes, You know what? Just the glass is fine. Very well. Excellent choice. Whiskey for my friend here. We're going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While this interaction has been occurring. Oh, oh, and Jules, your 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 attention is drifting back and forth as you take your seat with your ale in hand, just like, oh as you're approaching the table, you begin to give me a quick perception check to see if you can Oh uh, I thought we were waiting at the bar till he signals Oh I'm sorry, I thought you said you were going to the tables that were closer to no, My mistake. My mistake. I I must have misunderstood. I thought you said that it was the the section of the bar that was closest to. Okay. I thought, I, so I misunderstood. Nope. Said. Totally fine. So, um, so you're observing. So Mickey's going to uh, approach the table, and as he gets up to um, Josiah, he's going to say, "Small cheer and great welcome makes a merry feast." Small cheer and big welcome. And great welcome. And great welcome makes a merry feast. If this is a quote, I don't know it. If this is a code, I want to know what the answer would be. It's the there. He just he's trying to like. It's something. It's something that they've talked about. Yeah, no, totally. It's a comedy of errors. Okay. It's from. It's from a comedy of errors. Okay, great. So what would the what would the answering line? There is no answer. Oh, there is no answering line. Okay, gotcha. It's just something that they would like talk about. I love it. I I absolutely adore it. Sweets for the sweet. (laughs) Sweets to the sweet. Later in the other while, Um, uh, Josiah, without even looking at you, closes his book, sets it down. You see also, as he sets it down, he's very consciously not touching the table. And you see him daintily pick up his riding gloves before he slips them back on. Adjusts his glasses. <sighs> Mickey, you got my note. <laughs> you do realize that when you put the book on the table, even if you're not touching the table, then when you touch the book, Good to see you, old friend. It's good to see you as well. I must say that uh, while I anticipated us meeting up eventually, this is a tad sooner than anticipated. What what has accelerated your your schedule? Well, do you see those two over there at the bar that seem to... Where's my accent? Do you see those two over there at the bar that seem like they might be in a slight situation with that fellow? Uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, they are friends of mine uh, through Emma. Emma. Um, and, um, well, I don't know if you've heard the news, but Emma is dead. You see him... 
kind of just freeze for a moment. He leans back. He lifts up his glasses and he pinches his eyebrows for a few moments. Do we know how? Well, we know that she was found dead uh, in her home. Now, this was not long after the missus there and her fellow uh, seeker of knowledge, we'll call them, sort of, uh, I don't know, they, they try to solve mysteries, I suppose. Are they not affiliated with uh, your hermaphroditic flower? Indeed, yes. Uh, the golden dawn, yes. Right, yes. Uh, anyway, so... She and he had saved her, apparently, earlier in the evening. And uh, sometime between leaving and the morning, she was killed. Oh, Mrs. Britton. I would say let's have a toast in her honour, but I don't partake. Well, I uh, rarely do myself. Perhaps a, perhaps a smoke instead. Well, uh, yes, I suppose. You see uh, him immediately reach into his vest and starts pulling out a little tiny uh, cigarette case. I handled these myself to make sure they were no impurities. May I tempt you? Well, if you don't mind. Very nice. Is it? Have a lighter. <laughs> So, to you, Emma. To Emma. So, um, basically, what is going on is uh, I was told by Emma to seek them out. And when I got to the flat, unfortunately, the man, Carl, that had helped save Emma's life, or initially save Emma's life, is in some sort of catatonia and um, well the only way to get him out I'm afraid is through you to some degree when you say in a state are you referring to a medical issue, or what we've encountered in the past? I think we both know what I'm referring to. How do we even know if the man is able to be redeemed, then? Well, because I connected with him. Mickey. I thought I asked you not to do that anymore. I had no choice. I needed to talk to him. You know the dangers of lurking where you're not supposed to? Well, I understand. You're not doing it now, are you? No, of course I'm not. The man needed help. The other problem is, not only does he need help, but she needs him in order to uh, deal with a certain situation that she was put in. And that happens in two days. If we don't get him back, then not only will he be gone forever, but she will be put away forever. Give me a uh, persuasion check. It's very nice, very nice. 
That is a 14 plus 9, so Whoa. 23. Okay. Um, he kind of leans back. And you see him for a moment just kind of look out the window. And having spent time with Josiah, you know that uh, he does have, uh, in addition to the paranoia, he does have this almost manic fear of nighttime. Like, it is hardly ever, he hardly ever goes outside once the sun has set. Okay. Um, and as he is looking outside, he goes, well, if it's at Emma's behest and your own judgment, I, I can speak to them if nothing else. Um, you say it's the woman at the bar and good god what are they eating over here you know I think that actually he used to be quite small <laughs> when he was a child and he had some sort of uh, breathing problem his lungs his passages would get uh, clogged up some sort of asthmatic reaction but um, it's not contagious is it no, well, what happened was he decided that instead of being small and crippled for his whole life, that he would start to uh, exercise, and uh, between the ages of 14 and 15... I want he... you to either roll a deception or a persuasion check for me so I can see if you're just absolutely just talking uh, utter poo at the moment. Uh, you gotta be a 13. Well, an 8 plus 9, so yeah, I beat it. Okay, well... He believes you. So, anyway, in, in, in the years between 14 and 15, he uh, exercised and hiked to the point where he defeated his problem, his, his, his uh, asthma. And Cutting became... away from that. <laughs> from as he continues to talk about the, the infamous Major Armstrong. Uh, Jules, as you kind of tear your attention away from this situation developing... Um, you do see that uh, Mickey is starting to kind of wave you over. Um, the whiskey is presented to the man. How much does it cost? Uh, just another two shillings. Uh, not shillings. Two pence. And he kind of just holds up the glass to you. Cheers. And he turns around and he walks away. Eased misunderstandings. Oh. Okay. That could have been bad for I, him. It could be very bad for him. <laughs> Two of you are summoned over to the table. Alright, I think that's us. Four. Was there uh, anything the matter with that gentleman? Not that a uh, refilled drink couldn't solve. He was pissed. <laughs> Did you recognize him? What the? No, I don't recognize any of the sheep herders here. I'm only here just to provide another roof and to keep on the move. He stands up as you approach, um, and uh, he does a brief little uh, head nod to you both. Josiah, this is Armstrong, and this is Jules. Miss Walker. Miss Walker. I'm sorry. Miss Walker. Miss <laughs> Walker, and... I'm sorry, you're... Alex 
Louis Armstrong, at your service. It's a pleasure to meet a man of your stature, quite in the literal and physical sense. If you don't mind my asking, just exactly how much do you weigh? An excellent question. Um, uh, oh, I don't have it. It's fine, just throw it out. Massive. 372 pounds. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, Clothes man. must be tailor-made. Yes. As are the shoes. They are. Oh. You have to have them made specially. Well, gosh, if your yeah. feet are... Oh, that's why. Was there a, a hole pushed through? Yeah. Jack likes to... Let the bugs in? Yeah, he likes to push on the... Feed the bugs. I mean, you can't really put them back anymore. Jack? I mean, if you tried really hard. Hit the road, Jack. Don't, Don't you come, come back no more. Love you. This impression is not enough to mean dropping him off at the fire station. Let me know what to say anything about the fire station. They've never um, <laughs> um, He tips his uh, head to the both of you and he indicates for you to sit down. And he um, says, you'll forgive me if I don't shake hands. I'm I'm uncomfortable with physical contact. I am as well. A fellow, uh, fellow wise person who understands that the world is filthy. Unless that's not your mania. Uh, I think it is, but perhaps in a different way. Ah, well, we must compare notes. Um, and as he goes to sit back down, you do see him take out a handkerchief and wipe down the seat very briefly before he sits back down, and he goes, So, I understand that you require my services to locate something. Mickey was being a tad bit evasive, though I have learned of your glorious overcoming of your former stature, so truly, good for you, sir. Thank you. I was just telling a small friend of mine that with good exercise, one can overcome any challenge. Yes, I'm certain that's the case. Look, we need to find... What is it? Uh, well... The only way to get him back, apparently, is by using the Necronomicon. Yes, yes, I... Yes, that's what I said. Mickey? You heard me correctly. Very well, but, Mickey, that hasn't been seen for at least the last 300 years. I know that it hasn't been seen, but if anybody knows where to look, it's you. (sighs) What do you know of the Necronomicon? Well, we call it the um, the Sussex Manuscripts. Different book. Different book, but remarkably similar. You've seen the Sussex Manuscript? Oh yeah, like, last week. Uh, looks to Mickey, looks back at the other two doing a gest- gesticulation. Uh, the Necronomicon is written in a very ancient dialect, Raelian. It's hardly spoken by any of sane individuals, and certainly not in any polite circles. It is written on parchments made of human flesh 
and uh, upon it is written such dark secrets of, uh, of occult and arcanic power that truly it, it grants its reader the ability to warp reality should they meet certain criteria. But the Sussex Manuscript, now that is a much more attainable feature. That is a translation into a more ascertainable language. Um, Latin, unless I'm remembering incorrectly. Yes. You've seen it. We had it. And where is it now? We don't know. Look, we we gave it to someone to translate, right? Because it was in Latin. Mm-hmm. That didn't go well. Anyway, it was stolen from him. And I saw it at the place where it had been stolen. But I think it's been stolen again. And I have no idea who has it now. If I gave you a piece of parchment and require, got a writing utensil for you, he looks at his own writing utensil for a brief moment before putting it back into his... If I were to get you a writing utensil and provide you with a piece of parchment, do you think you'd be able to sketch the Sussex Manuscript to the best of your memory? Probably. Can I? Uh, give me a history check with advantage. The best I can do is to sketch a book. Uh, 16. That's okay. sufficient. He goes. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, very well. Um, barkeep! Barkeep! What do you want? <laughs> Good gracious. I thought you were a woman. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> um, do you happen to have any writing utensils and spare parchment? I've got forks. What kind of utensils are you looking for? Oh, <laughs> Never mind. I, I do believe I have a spare in my quarters. Um, hold on just a moment, please. Um, don't let them go anywhere. Are you looking for a pen? One that I haven't used recently, yes. Here. I've got one in my jacket. Oh. Uh, just give it to her. Um, oh. I've already read this. Uh, pulls out uh, basically what would be the the foreword of the of the book, the book, the book, the book, and he slides it to you. Uh, at this point in time, I do want you all, except for Mickey, who already knows this. I do want you all to give me um, either a perception check or a insight check. Thirteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Thirteen. With a thirteen, you know that he's not British. With a 15, um, you know that he is clearly from the northeast of the Americas. Oh, yeah, boy, if Jules could pick that up, then, uh, wow. Um, all right. So I will start to draw uh, probably a couple different illustrations of mm-hmm. Sussex, what it looked like from the cover mm-hmm. with the symbol on it. Yep, good job. And then... The root star. Yep. Um, it has been open mm-hmm. on a Dama box desk, and I think that image has been seared into my mind. You rolled very well in the history. And in that, in I just mean in that encounter, I was so I was so tempted to just grab to it. Just grab it. Um, so whatever I remember seeing, if it was mm-hmm. a symbol or a picture or whatever, I'll try to draw that. So probably those silhouette. Are two images. Great. That I will draw. Um. He, as you are doing so, he's just watching you. Absolutely 
uh, enthralled with what you are doing on the paper. Um, you do see his eyes dart out towards the window once again, and at this point in time, the sun has begun to completely set. Uh, and he becomes even more on edge, mm -hmm. if possible. Huh. Uh, <laughs> you, we're not, you're not expecting me to go anywhere tonight, correct? Well... Time is we, a bit of the essence. We need to be as quick as possible, but... I do remember that you uh, have a little issue with the dark. Um, it's not an issue, Mickey. He'll find me. wasn't trying to... Well, if I'm to help out with this, then they had better know what the risk would be if we went out. I am an auger. I can find things that other people would have difficulty doing so. Usually either a piece of, of uh, their clothing or, or a personal item, or in certain instances, a illustration is typically enough to spark this ability that my family's had for a few generations. However, my grandfather managed to make an enemy of a very old, very angry spirit. And consequently, he's been hunting us down ever since. My grandfather Ichabod, he... He went to this sleepy little village, trying to find out what was going on, and he pissed off something that he really shouldn't have. So consequently, we cranes do not go out at night. So, if you would like me to help you, I'm more than happy to do so. I just require Right. Good. Well, I guess that was that then. <laughs> the facial expression on my players right now. How? Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Perhaps, perhaps we should have some dessert before we go to bed. Maybe some pumpkin pie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean. <laughs> I'm gonna lean into uh, Mickey and Miss Walker and go. How important is this that we have set about immediately? Out of nowhere, Armstrong, you feel your head soaked. Oh no! As whiskey drips directly into your eyes. Uproarious laughter erupts behind you from a chorus of men. Oh. Armstrong? Pardon? Before you do anything, remember that we've got a gentleman here who cannot leave with us because it's dark outside. And although your manliness has been challenged, you know that there's probably a good way to go about this. Yes, there is an excellent way to go about this. I'm going to take off my jacket and, say, and start rolling up my sleeves. <laughs> 
Mickey. <laughs> You're Mickey. I'm sorry. Mickey. <laughs> Armstrong. Major. Armstrong. My good sir. Armstrong. <sighs> Bet you wish you'd gotten that bottle now, huh? Tosser. If I'd gotten the bottle, I'd be twice as wet. And now, my honor has been impugned. Honor, <laughs> sir. Banker. Sir, what's your name? Peter. Peter. I know that you have been having a uh, spirited night, as it were. <laughs> I can tell that you are enjoying yourself immensely. Much so. Do you know what else is immense? My what? fist, twenty-two. <laughs> 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 gentlemen I, and lady. Gentlemen and ladies, gentlemen and lady, I will be right back. And we're back. Oh. Alright. Armstrong. Um, we're gonna call that a surprise round nice. that you got on that guy, because that was just a beautiful You know this is big. <laughs> My fist. As you absolutely clock this uh, balding, gorilla-esque man right across the face. A couple of teeth just <laughs> slow-mo flying out. Um, go ahead and roll damage and then take your first turn, sir. That's 14 damage. Okay. Um, with my bonus action, I'm going to uh, do a uh, grappling strike. What do you need to? So that's a, that's a seven. Oh, seventeen. Um, seventeen. Seventeen for grappling. So I'm gonna do a strength. Okay. Strength. So let's strength. see. So he has plus two. Nope, he yeah. fails. So <laughs> gra- grapple. Um, and then I'm going to uh, do um, one more punch <laughs> long here. Put him in a headlock and just a little knights out. And that's a 23 to hit. Ah, uh, yeah, that hits. That's another uh, 7 points of damage. So is that your first one was how many? 13? 14 points? 14. Of, 14. Yep, so that's a total of 21. 21, 20 in total. <coughs> so I, I haven't grappled, and now I'm going to use my motion to go 20 feet towards the door as I'm dragging him out. <laughs> I'm in love with this. Uh, 20 feet gets you exactly to the door. Cool. I'm good right there. Okay. Uh, and, uh... I'm just gonna go... Uh... This is a conversation best suited for outdoors. <laughs> just just trying to drag him out. I love it. Uh, it is his turn. Okay. Um, he's going to start by trying to bite your hand. Uh, that's probably going to hit. hit. That's going to be a 22 to hit. Yep, it hits. Okay. Um, just, I, just for your sake of stuff, mm-hmm. let, me, let me know when I'm at half health. You got it. Because then I have something I can do. Totally. Okay. I actually need to call you up, because uh, I don't have Armstrong called up right now. Nope, that's the wrong campaign. Uh, <laughs> that was Shield Alliance. Derp, derp, derp. Your campern, your campern. 
Oh, Eric is under unassigned. That's hilarious. Oh, that's yep. Yep. Um. Okay. Oh. <laughs> He's a beast. He is an absolute beast. I love it. Um. Okay. Uh, it tickles a little bit, and he's going to try and uh, bite you again. That's a natural 20. Um, uh, oh my, oh, this one's going to break the bank. Holy cow. Uh, okay. Two points. It's gonna... Well, I mean, it's brutal. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so then that brings you down to that. You're still doing totally fine. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, he used his action to try and do that. He can't break away. He has no bonus actions. So then he's just going to go, Oi! Get this wanker off of me! And it's going to be this guy's turn. And he's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. And he is going to uh, pick up a chair. And he's going to try and break it over the back of your head. You know what? We need less spooky fight music and more like... Tavern Brawl. Tavern, tavern Brawl. brawl music. Do you do Rooftop Chase? Mm. I like saving Rooftop Chase for it's like... Rooftop Chase. Rooftop Chase. It's been a while. Okay. Oh, you, you really want... Get on the rooftop. I love Rooftop Tavern. Start I mean, it isn't always on a rooftop. It's any chase. D&D Tavern Fight. Here we go. Because Anne's been AWOL. Yeah. Really? She was trying to make up her mind. Right. Yeah, well, when she first Go came, on. she just wanted to kill me. Yep. Give me that chair. Uh, right, right, the chair, yes. Uh, so he gets to make this with advantage because of thug tactics. Thug, thug tactics. Thug tactics. <laughs> He's doing a lot of those. Which is good. Love that. Okay, that, that one's going to hit. So that's going to be a chair off the back of the head. Okay. It's, uh, you just, you barely feel the impact. It just, you hear it utterly <laughs> crack over the back of him. The two of you who are still seated at the table see him wind back, full body, bring it down on Armstrong's back, and all he's left holding is two of the legs of the chair. The rest even, of it's just splintered even, to pieces. I don't, I don't even shudder. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and because he did uh, picking up the chair, yeah, well, it's indirect with object, which is a free action, so he does get one more attack. But it's not going to be as nearly as. Um, okay, does a dirty twenty hit? Okay, so that's only going to be good. Okay, barely does anything. Do 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 do. Okay, that is his turn. Uh, JC, who's JC? Josiah Crane, right? Josiah Crane is going to hide under the table. You just see him grab his book and go, None for me, thanks. And whoop, slip right under. Um, Jules, it is now you. Then two more thugs, then you. <laughs> what you doing, Jules? Watching me get beat up. That's what she's doing. I'm gonna say. You chose this. <laughs> I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna say, Oi! That's my bonus action. I say, Oi! Y'all need to sit down or go home. And then I'm gonna pull out my bandolier of knives. And I'm just going to spray 
knives, but I'm not aiming going to, to hit, hit them. them. Yep. Okay. I just want to make a point. Yep. I Literally. Want, yep. So first, I I do want you to give me a um uh, a, an attack, quote unquote, with your bandolier of knives. Yeah. Basically, so long as you don't roll under a five, you should be good. Uh, that's funny. Perfect. Okay, so just lining perfectly at the feet of all these different thugs that have started to scrape out of their chairs. Now I want you to give me an advantage to intimidation check. You. Yeah. Timmy's. Advantage. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So, um, the one who's in the headlock wouldn't have seen it. The one who's oh. hitting with the chair wouldn't have seen it. But the the guy's the also dead disappear. Oh, well. We'll see if anyone picks up on that. Um, the other four, I think, though. I think it actually will probably be my next turn that they disappear. Okay, so we got... Uh, what's their wisdom? Their wisdom straight, so that's one success, two successes, one failure, one really big failure, and then... Three successes. So, the one up here... The successes were, they were succeeding against it. Not successes against intimidating. This this was them doing wisdom saving throws against your intimidation to see if they... No, no, no. I thought you said two people had failed. Nope. Three succeeded, one failed. Uh, this one up here is going to go... <laughs> as the dagger was... In the banister directly in front of it. And he's going to... No, gotcha. He's going to pull a Josiah Crane and duck under. So T four, T four is out of commission. Okay. So uh, anything else, Jules? Uh, just trying to save these guys. This is severe pain. How come I can't save it? I've expended my charge. It'd be worth it. Who knows? Any movement? So, I did. Move. Any more movement? No. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, this one, directly in front of you, is going to go, You're throwing knives at me, you pretty lass. I'll show you what you can do with a good point. Um, and he's going to try and grab at you. So go ahead and give me either an acrobatics or an athletics. Got to beat a 15. That's a 17 plus 12. Okay, he goes to... Grapple you, and you just <laughs> duck under and off to the side, doing a little tiny. Even though you don't have your uh, jacket on, your vest bellows out a little bit behind you as you do a little, little are, pirouette. Are these? Is this guy close enough that I can just reach out and touch him? Yeah. Okay, so I just want to um, use shocking grasp on him. Okay. Uh, it is in fact your turn, so that's perfect. Oh well, that's a, it's a cantrip. Yeah, cantrips are on, are on your turn. Cantrips are actions. Aren't they, but can't I do them separately? Mm -hmm. So if you have a reaction... Oh, right, right. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Which I probably put them on. You gotta reduce some damage on there, or... Yeah, so you don't have a good Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, it is your turn, though, now. So if you want to do that, you most definitely can. Um. Yeah, so for my bonus, I'm gonna say... Are you sure you lot don't want to back off? 
Are you, then, are you, are you doing anything then, while you're saying that? Or? Yeah, and then, <laughs> okay. I, and then I'm going to grab that guy and do Shocking Grass. Okay, once again, so... Uh, to the invisible eye, there is no visible change. However, in the immediate vicinity around Mickey, uh, it's like heavy static electricity is just in the air around it. People's hair on their arms uh, starts to rise up. And uh, go ahead and give me that attack roll. That is a 18. 18 hits. And then... Tootie Fruity. All Rudy. So that's 10. Plus 10? I don't think it's plus anything. Two, no, so it's 10 lightning. Okay. Um, and then can I also do... Is that also uh, intimidation? With you, with you doing that, I will let you try to do for an intimidation check. The guy you just shocking grasped will uh, make it with disadvantage. So go ahead and give me an, an intimidation check. Timmy's. <laughs> the opposite of Timmy's. That is... Uh, 16. 16? Okay, so he's making with his disadvantage. 17 for the first roll. And there it is, that's a 10. So, as you grab onto his forearm, um, there is a brief... Uh, his teeth clenching, he kind of hops a little bit in place for a brief moment. The smell of burning flesh and, uh, just sizzled hair starts to waft up. Flesh. Um... And uh, he's looking at you, and he just kind of falls to his knees a little bit. He is very much uh, intimidated and is going to start to try and get out of there. Um, okay, uh, that was your turn. Are you moving any, or are you staying where you are? Um, I am going to come around. Uh, yeah, I'm going to come around here. Okay. Uh, to get over the table, which is difficult to roll, oh, that'd really be 510, uh, 15, 20, 20. You can still get there. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Jules, give me a quick perception check. Armstrong, I would say give me one too, but you're facing away from it, so. No, 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 you don't see anything. Okay. Um, great. So it is now. Uh, this guy's turn, and um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Going for you. So he's going to uh, charge over to here, uh, and he's he's going to he's going to try and straight up uh, shove you to try and get you to let go of the grapple. So uh, athletics contest. He only has a plus two to this, so he's really not good at it, but... Uh, that's an 11. No, that's an eight. It's a 12. I've got one guy under my arm, and the other guy just palm his face. It is like running into a brick wall. Your arm doesn't even flex the tiniest bit, and you just feel his nose just kind of mush deep into your palm. That guy is going to throw his back out. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, that's all he could do. Um, same deal for the last guy. One, two, three, four, five, six. Three, four. So going for you. Um, he is going to um, go over to the bar. Whoop. 
Five, ten. He's going to interact with the object for a whiskey bottle, and he's going to huck it at you. I don't think that's going to hit. Uh, that is a nine. <laughs> that will not. <laughs> yeah. uh, or just I have evasion. Yep. Uh, it smashes onto the table uh, behind you. Perfectly in Josiah's hand. He doesn't drink. Yep. You do hear a and oh, it smells terrible from underneath the table. Someone shot down here. Definitely wasn't me. Um, don't worry, he didn't actually poo himself. Anyway, top of the order, Armstrong. Uh, interrupt with object. Uh, open the door. Okay. Uh, I'm going to drag my guy outside. And I'm going to use my action to close the door. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to... Um, actually, no, I don't need to do that. So now that we're outside, I'm not going to close the door. Okay. I'm going to... Um... <laughs> Surprised you didn't just throw it through the window. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to rage. Oh, okay. And so I have damage. I gotta remember that. And with with that, I'm going to kind of, um, you know, get uh, your you know, knuckle get, duster. Get, get knuckle duster out. <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't get any advantage from grappling him. But now that he's outside, I guess I'll you know just drop my drop my grapple. Okay. And I'm going to. Um, <laughs> what does your rage look like, sir? Uh, my my rage. Just looks like my muscles just tightening. Is this I mean, tearing the shirt? I don't want him to tear his shirt. Off. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe he will. Just, just, just pulls his shirt off and. <laughs> yes, that's his back, rage. Back, he back takes off, off his shirt. And take, takes off his shirt in a big flourish, and then uh, he just flexes beautifully and uh, muscles on his muscles. Muscles on the muscles, and just like. Um, is what he baby smooth or does he like have chest oh, hair? Oh, he's totally baby smooth. Uh, like, <laughs> no, there's, there's there's maybe one like, chest. Like, he's got, he's got, he's got one, one curl. You know, the, only, the major hair is his mustache. That's what he's got got going. Um, and he's going to say, uh, "Now that it is just you and I, we can settle this man to man." And I'm going to uh, ready my attacks. Uh, just if he comes at me, I'm just going to just. Just come at, but I'm not going to. I love it. I'm not now that I've punched him twice, mm-hmm. close range. We're here. We're going to just be ready. So, ready my attacks. Um, bonus action was rage. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. It is now his turn. You see, as he's his face is messed up. Like he's missing a couple of his teeth. His nose is kind of mushed off to the side a little bit. His uh, right eye is rapidly blackening, and you just kind of see him fish into his pocket, and he pulls out a hunting knife. And he goes. I'm gonna gotcha you, bite! And he charges towards you, triggering your action. Awesome. Uh, so as he comes at me, I'm gonna do two hits. Uh, does a 14 hit? Yes. And they both hit. <laughs> so as he comes at me, he's gonna So he gets a 15 and a, uh, a 10 plus my thing. So it's uh, he's 15... 25, 29 points of damage. I'm going to have to mop him. Um, even though this is not the last one, I'm still going to ask this. Uh, Major Armstrong, how do you want to do this? <laughs> um, so, as he comes at me with, with the knife, <laughs> I'm going to go, a matter of honor and 
bring dishonor upon it. I'm going to. So first, I'm going to step in. I'm going to like grab the the arm with the, wrapping with, your wrap, arm around it under the under the the knife, and this <laughs> comes up under his chin. And then and then this one, I'm going to just bring it down onto <laughs> onto the arm, just like dislocating his shoulder, just like right there. So chin chin, yeah. and then down on, on the from the, the first the blow to the chin, you see his eyes just white out. He uh, is unconscious before that second blow even falls. Um, the sickening crunch of the dislocation is not accompanied by any kinds of scream because once again, he got knocked the f out. So just for just for fun, uh, color at this part. Yes, please. Like Josiah did scream from under the <laughs> <laughs> because it's cold out here. It's not snowy, is it? It's no, just cold. early October. Okay, so he's he's gonna sort of. Uh, Sort of prop him up against the the wall and be like, you "Should probably ice that shoulder and get nice medical examination." Beautiful, absolutely. <laughs> he ties the tap on a tablecloth. Okay. Uh, it is now Josiah Crane's turn, and for his turn, he's going to inspect the drawings. Jules, it is now your turn. <coughs> I'm so happy. That was fun. That was great. I love being a brother. Whenever you make this face, I know it's gonna either be really good or really bad. I would like to do the Black Widow. She jumps up, grabs right, jump up, neck. grab his head with my legs oh, and just uh -huh. it down. I just want to use Spin my, my acrobatics to do that. I'm not doing damage. I'm not even really grappling him. I'm just putting him down. You know what? So you want to, what? So so you're like trying to knock him prone? Yeah, it'll knock him prone, but okay. he's not. I'm gonna let you do the grapple. shove action with your acrobatics for this. Okay. To knock him prone. That's fun. Oh. Yeah. Because I'm just like I don't want to yep. do any serious damage to these guys. Yep. But I want to knock him down a peg. Okay, gotta beat a fourteen. <laughs> okay. Was um, it close? Well, so I have a plus twelve. Yeah. So I just had to roll higher than a two, and I rolled a four. So yes, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jules, as you see this guy uh, uh, rounding up for another kind of bear grab at you again, walk walk us through this. Um, well, so as I recall, she kind of like goes up and she like wrap her legs around their head. She has a scissor. Yeah, yeah. Basically, jumps. like jumps off of their leg yeah. to get on their shoulders, and then she pivots like, herself to like uh, flip them over. So I'll just say, "I did like this for a point, and then I'll." <laughs> okay, he is prone. I am gonna I'm... roll some damage. Okay. Um. And then I want to look up, and can I just take a look at the barkeep? How? How? Uh, is this? A, I just want to get a read on this person's face. Like, are they massively disturbed that this is happening, or are this like... is another Friday night? Okay, you don't cool. even need to do. She's still polishing. And okay, like you cool. can see that she has like a little tiny uh, sketch pad next to oh, her, and like she missed my scissor kick, I bet she'd appreciate it. Oh no, she definitely saw it, but she's like keeping a tally of like all the broken bottles and all this other kind of stuff. She's people are going to be paying out of pocket later. You're not multi attack, right? I she's do a not. rogue. Because okay, yeah. um, the shove is an attack, and so you can do another thing after that. Does that mean I get sneak attack? No, I mean no, you I'm didn't get advantage. Yeah, that would be an attack. Yeah, just shove attack. Um, okay. So then, um, for my for my bonus action, I'm just gonna be like, "You're done." Give me an advantage You're intimidation. Done. 
to? Okay. I, unless he gets a natural 20, I don't think he can. <gasps> You're funny. You're funny. Um, okay. Uh, how close are you fa are, are you to, to his face when you say this? Um, so I imagine him being face down mm -hmm. when he landed, and I get right close to his ear. Okay. You just hear a... Okay. <laughs> Uh, and it was his turn next, so that's kind of fortuitous. I think I am technically prone as well. I think I'm on my knees. Well, you have all your movements still and your bones. Okay, that'll just yep, get so, up. Yep. Um, that was my bonus action. Was right, true. thank you. Um, okay, uh, Mickey, it is now your turn. There are still uh, two combatants that seem... Do you want me to take these guys out? No, you can just leave them prone. They're difficult terrain. Okay. Okay, so I am going to... Um... <laughs> oh, this guy got burned and scared, right? He's just shocked. Yep, he's just laying down. He's nursing his arm right now. Um. So I am going to. Um. Okay, so if I. If I attack, uh, like, let's say I do. Uh, if I charm someone. Okay. Am I allowed to? Is am I allowed to use an action after that? So charm person is in as a spell that takes one action. So you'd still have right. a bonus action in movement. Okay, so so I could have that person attack with the bonus action. No, you don't control them. They just become uh, not hostile. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. It's basically like a more surefire way of intimidating someone. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna Which won't work on everyone, but these are drunk thugs, so. So yeah, I'm gonna do charm person. Walk us through charm persons. Yeah, so basically wait, I thought that there were two of them up. There. One oh, there two. Are. Um so the the person who's over wait, where's Armstrong now? I'm outside. Not, I'm he outside. just one v one. 1v1 me, bro! Chopped his um, 1v1 so, me! Yeah, so I'm just going to, like, charm one of the two guys and, uh, just have him... I mean, I can't make him do anything. You can't make him do anything, but you can make him not hostile, which means right. that he won't. Be so, but, like, so walk us through what this looks like to you narratively. Okay, so, again, it's just going to be, like, a small mm -hmm. wave. Um, and then the guy's just gonna, like... What's the save? The save is... Wisdom. Wisdom 17. Okay. I'd... That's a 14, so fail. Okay, so yeah, basically the guy's just gonna, like, go sit down. Yeah, so he, uh, what do you, what do you say to him, what do you say to him to charm him? I say to him, um, I say to him, uh, why don't you just uh, enjoy a bottle to yourself? A glazed look comes over his eyes, and he goes, Hey, you know what? I think I'd like a drink right now, friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I not bonus action just flip a coin over to the bar? Sure, why not? What kind of a coin? A pound? A sterling? Yeah, or whatever. Pence? Whatever the 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 gold is pound, uh, whatever the whiskey costs plus okay, so two two pennies, 
Yeah. So I'll give her I'll give her like ten pennies. Okay, great. So as like, as like tiny. and I and I'm gonna say sorry for the mess. <laughs> okay, Han. Uh, sorry for the mess. She uh just catches it in midair without even blinking. Um and uh, tucks it into her bodice. Okay. And then um So that's your action bonus action and you've got some movement. Oh that was my bonus. Yep. Um, then I'm just going to, uh, move over to back up. Take a nice little... Yeah. Yeah. See, of the, just of the situation. Okay, so that guy is charmed. So for his action, he orders a drink, and I think he can make it at the end of each of his turns, if I remember correctly, for charm person. Um. I think charm stays uh, until Or is it just duration? Attacked. Yep. Or is, I think so. Okay. Unless he gets attacked. Great. So he's fine. It is the last guy's turn. And uh, he is going to um, come over here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And for his action, he's going to try and grab Josiah and pull him out. So part of this, Loser. He's a total loser. So, Josiah, thug. Thug gets plus two. Josiah doesn't get anything. Okay, so that's an 18 for the thug and a 14 for Josiah. He's pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> I, was trying to do, I was trying to be fancy about it, but I couldn't quite get it. Um, and uh, he turns him around. And he goes, all right, you know what? I'm thinking that maybe you lot should just go back from where you're from. And maybe, just maybe if you leave quietly, I'll let your pretty friend here keep all his teeth. And you see Josiah's just less intimidated that he's being grappled and more terrified that he's being touched. So, no, uh, oh, God, he stinks so bad. He's so, so smelly. What are you talking about? Um, that's all he can... I, I think he... Oh, beautiful, Soren. Absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, he can move back five more feet. So his back is to a window, and that's about it. Um, okay, top of the order. Armstrong. Um, Give me a quick perception check. So close. Not one. Whoa. You hear some mumbling, but you're too busy just like laying the guy up against the building. So I come back inside. So I go five, ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to definitely see the Josiah situation. I'm going to go open. I got 30 feet of movement from the door. So. Oh, yeah, well, your movement speed's ridiculous, 40. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so even with, like, just, you're so big, you just, like, scoot him with your foot a little bit. Uh, or just standing on him, your, your call. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, unhanding this gentleman is in the best interest of all parties here. And I'm going to write my action of attack attack. Okay, um, give me intimidation. Okay. Let's do. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna succeed. Uh, 
Okay. You don't think so? I don't think he's gonna succeed, no. Well, just for fun. We're doing intimidation. <laughs> 17 plus 4, so 21. Yeah, you know, he, um, you just hear a little kind of squeak out, and then you hear Josiah go, Why is it getting warmer? <laughs> oh, God! As uh, the thug wets himself. Right. Um, it's not his turn, though, so he can't move anything. So, he just wets. Yeah, uh, Josiah is going to try and break free. Who? Poor Josiah. He breaks his neck. And dead. <coughs> Natural one. He falls in the pee. <laughs> he ends up with a mouthful. Oh! 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 No. Um, yeah, I like the pee. I like the pee better. <laughs> Um, he slips out. It's in there. I don't want to pop I like off. I you were shaking that as if there was pee on it. <laughs> I don't want Hans's head to pop off. So it's there it goes. The cultist who's in trouble. <laughs> um, and you just hear a... Oh! Oh! I'm going to throw up. I'm going to be sick. Don't throw up. I'm going to be sick. Don't throw up. That would make it worse. Um, Jules, it's your turn. No, that dude is He's just sitting at the bar having oh, a drink. Just, okay. Yep. Um, the other guy seems to be fairly intimidated by Armstrong. Okay. Um, I'm just going to look around. I'm going to walk up to the barkeep and say, uh, I think we're going to need a couple of rooms, please. <laughs> um, unless you have something that you would like to do in this combat scenario, I think we can go ahead and say, uh, encounter defeated. Um, as, uh, Alex Armstrong, shirtless, by the way, um, is one thing you do notice. Uh, as he comes in... It, it was cold outside. <laughs> he could cut ice with his nipples. Or glass. Or diamonds. It's right. a diamond in the rough, is what it is. I mean, it's actually a diamond in the smooth. Have you seen how shorn that is? Oh, if Um, it takes probably about eight or so minutes for the thugs to collect themselves and start dragging each other out of the pub. Um, and, uh, as the last one's leaving, he goes, turns to the bartender. Same time next week, Rosie. Get out. Um, love you. Uh, and they all stumble out. Rosie, the proprietor, uh, turns to you and goes... How many? There's four of us because of the, the stinky britches. Maybe yeah, you guys can probably all be in one room. Because you're all dudes. Well, and then actually there's five. Josiah, yes. Yeah, but well, Josiah, Josiah already has a room. Already has a room. Um, I don't know. How, how, how many rooms do you think? Well, um, perhaps the two boys can share a room. You can have your own room and I'd prefer to have my own. Alright, three. Alright, that will be um, nine shillings, please. Alright, I'll pull that out. Yeah, because you're rich. Am I? 
No, I don't have jewels. Any, I don't have any gold. I've got ten gold. Do I have any gold? How much money do you have? Uh, it's listed as zero, so I'm assuming. Sorry, nine shillings. Nine shillings. Yep. That's exactly how many silver. Yeah, you don't have any. I'll give you some money later. You definitely have money. I was gonna say I feel like he's responsible. He is. Yeah. Probably has money. Yeah. Um, you don't often carry all of your money on you. Of you course keep, not. You keep yeah, it yeah, in the yeah. bank. Yeah. But you can go ahead and add like ten pounds. Okay. Ten gold. So, um Do I do I have all my money on me or did we put something there? I don't know. What's it what do your notes say or what does your money say? I just didn't remember if you yeah, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think you guys have put uh, your, your... Okay. So it's like one gold for the room? Uh, no, it's three shillings. Sure, so three silver. Sure, you paid for it. Yeah, sure. Oh, you already paid for it. Okay. Um, so uh, as you all make your way to your respective rooms um, to begin, you know, trying to get ready for the, for the evening, having had some light supper after the brawl, uh, it isn't very long before um, Josiah knocks at each of your doors, beckoning him to back to his room. Um, Butterfingers, who has already made his way from the carriage, he actually had charged in right at the end, th- uh, fists up, only to see the thugs leaving. And I'm like, oh. Missed it. I missed it. Josiah sits down, and you see that there are a bunch of candles on the floor in a circular pattern with the drawings that you have made directly in the middle. And as he sits down, he goes, so, I've spent the last hour trying to divine the location of the Sussex Manuscript, and uh, right now I have a south uh, eastern heading, more south than southeast. Pretty sure that's where the sun comes up. Yeah, it's so hard. I'm really sad that I missed that. Uh, I'm okay that you missed it. Um, I should be able to lead you more directly after a good night's rest. And he gives this kind of awkward. I'm disoriented. Uh, We're in his room. What? We're in his room. I'm gonna do an insight. What would be self? London. Oh. Yep. Where you guys came from. Cool. I'm going to do an insight check. Go for it. That he's saying that. Totally. Uh, which is uh, a ten. A ten? A ten is more than enough for this. He could take you right now. But it's nighttime. But it's nighttime. Okay, no, I, I, I meant like I was trying to tell if he was like... Oh no, he's, to... he's, he's definitely okay. up and up. Yeah. And you, you've had him locate a few different things for you before. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. Yeah, he's just... I, I, I'm, you know... Really no, of course. I gotta be cautious. Very much so. Hmm? That's just a really cool magical ability. Well, thank you, Augur. Yep. Yeah. Um, he, Augurs are like I feel like it would also stink because the bad guys would always just be kidnapping you. <laughs> we need you to find this thing. <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> so... Um, I'm gonna find my iPhone, gosh. <laughs> I do have one request. What is that? When we locate it, I want to make a copy. I have absolutely no stewardship over this thing whatsoever, so I just want to know. In fact, I don't even want to look at it. 
because I know it's done quite a bit of harm. I'm hoping that you two know how to deal with this and avoid that. I think that probably it would be smarter if we do what we have to do with the book and then you take it and hide it somewhere where it can't be found. You see him, eyes flare open. By the way, Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Divining. Augering. Candles. You've seen your master play at this now and then, Mm -hmm. but he's made it clear that real magic is not a thing. So, once again, these people just seem very... They're really into this. Exactly. I mean, I, I... Because I do work for the... You you work for the Golden Dawn. Yeah. Yep. And but what's... To the Secretary of Defense? To the Secretary of War. Secretary of War. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Exactly. But it's just men basically playing at mysticism. Mm-hmm. Um, it has not yet been made obviously abundant to you, especially because you didn't see the illusion, yep. so, because you didn't see the charming. So with, the, so with that, he's going to be like, I... I recommend a more thorough investigation into the whereabouts of this manuscript. Um, don't think a simple hunch would be sufficient. Hunch. Yes. Are you doubting my thoroughness, sir? Uh, I have no doubts. Just trust us on this. Armstrong, I uh, love you dearly, but you must know that um, in some things you are uh, not as uh, educated as you are on other things. As are you. (laughs) That is a fact. My physical education would put your uh, knowledge of the stars to shame. Yes, I don't really know very much about the stars. <laughs> I know more so, about the moon. Ah, well, yes. The celestial bodies. Or mine is more about the... Right, anyway. Or mine is more about the terrestrial bodies. So we'll reconvene in the morning <laughs> and go with that heading. Yes. <laughs> I think they've lost it. <laughs> I think we all need a rest. I think that uh, it's a little bit, it's a wee bit past me bedtime. Very well, uh, we'll set out at first light. Uh, I'm always a bit of an early riser. I have to make sure that I squeeze in as much time as I can. You can go now. Yeah, I'm out. Um, Good night. So just uh, uh, Mickey is going to drag his mattress over the door mm-hmm. and put it right up against the door so that he can hear in the hallway and so that no one can slam his door open because the mattress is I like it. I like it a lot. Armstrong? I'm going to have a great night's sleep. Yes, you are. Um, When you go into your room, Butterfingers is hanging by belts again. I'm going to say, I'm going to, like, go into the changing room, come out in, like, my pink 
jammies with fuzzy slippers. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just like go climb into bed. I like that you brought those with you. Do you have like a little do you have like a little nightcap? Yeah, a little nightcap. And uh doesn't I'm, quite fit on his head. Yep, and I'm going to, to say to Butterfingers four four AM shop will begin on Castex. Sir, sir, sir I can't get down. Sir I'm strong. Sleep takes you all. Oh, I'm booby trapping my door. Perfect. I love it. Give me a quick slide of handshake just for just for poos and giggles. I wish I had yeah. thought of moving my mattress in front of it, but I didn't, so I'm not gonna have. So, um, that's gonna be. Is that natural one? Oh, okay. <laughs> you made the face that's like, huh, huh. So I wasn't sure. I just have such high sleight of hand. Yes, you do, rogue, and all that good stuff. Um, you have your knives positioned like the, like the water jug, <laughs> except that not to kill and maim, of course, but certainly will be a nasty surprise for anyone who just bursts in unannounced. We will miss and the And I am arteries. missing Patrick a lot. Um, I literally haven't, like, spent a day without Pat. In the last five years. And not in, like, a... Oh, my buddy, kind of way, but I'm like, this is weird. My security weird. blanket. And I trust him, and I don't necessarily trust anybody else. Gotcha. As sleep takes you all one by one, I want you all to give me a wisdom saving throw. Woo! Whizzies? Whizzies. I don't like that. I don't like that. No, that is... <gasps> natural 20? No, natural 1! <laughs> so tea. <laughs> uh, Nineteen. Nineteen? Okay. Four? Perfect. Mickey, you sleep absolutely soundly. Um, the weight of the recent events is substantial, but these things happen. Sleep comes. The last image before sleep fully takes you is well, what would her silhouette look like? I'm sorry, say whose silhouette? Hers. Ah. Um. He sees um. Just a small silhouette sitting in the window, playing with a doll. Uh, head bowed over. Um. With a little, little like. Braids hanging down, uh, pony not braids, just ponytails hanging down mm -hmm. over the sides of her. It's your daughter, Celine. Gomez. No. Selena. It's Selena Gomez. Well, wasn't that one of our. It was. Oh. Um, that was not his classified yeah, that. No. no. Okay, cool. Um, it's tough, but sleep does take you with hope. You too. <laughs> As you drift into that subconsciousness, you behold swirls of images. Dreams. Yes. Armstrong. That's what he's saying. Armstrong. At certain moments, you find yourself standing on a mountain. And the air around you is 
swirling and effervescent, the colors constantly shifting from um, a smoky green to uh, a putrid black to an eruption of uh, oranges, reds, and yellows. Uh, streams of purple streak across like screaming stars. And very distantly, you think you see the young woman riding a big cat. <laughs> curious. Jules. Curious. Yes, exactly. Jules. Yes. You awaken. Sorry. You come to this subconscious awareness in another fugue state where you are outside of a confessional booth. You hear murmured speaking within it. All around you is just this blackened void. Both of the voices sound familiar in their muffled, slightly Scottish brogues. <laughs> Thank you. As you stand there, all of a sudden you start to experience this absolutely piercing headache. There are two sets of images overlaying in your head. One of you fleeing this cloaked figure through a absolutely decimated London landscape. Seeing the torn apart appendages of Spiker and throwing them to various monstrosities to distract them. But fuzzy and overlapping is this new image of you being pulled by Patrick into this garden of the reading room of you taking your pistol of aiming it at the back of this cloaked figure and firing in an old man falling who are you now are you the jewels that lived through the first vision? Who initially received the Ring of Protection? Who saw a future where Spiker was gone and fixed it? Or are you the Jules who was pulled to the present and who was the one who delivered the final blow to Father Monaghan? Did you save a little girl? Or did you kill your first confessee? I need you to give me a sanity check. Forty-nine. I believe that that is under, so that is safe. Except in the first vision, we didn't say Spiker. Correct. But, 
I'm saying that by killing the father, mm-hmm. you save Spike. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm looking at it. It is fitful, but it is restful. And as to what October the 4th may bring. Third. No, today was the third. Today was the third. Oh, yep, you're right. October the third. Yep. Yep, you're right. As to what October the 4th. <laughs> is there an echo in here? That is something that we will have to find out on the next. Dark was the night. Thank you for listening. We hope you had a spooky good time. I know I did. I'm Roosevelt. I'm Soren. I'm Emily Sue. I'm Joe Lugash. And we're going to Disneyland. Disneyland.